Hello out there and welcome to FinPoint. I'm Mark Squires, and today we're entering a very unique level of the new advice value stack, Achieving Peace of Mind. This realm digs into ways an advisor can connect with their clients in a deeper, more meaningful way to help establish an understanding of what those clients consider as leading a comfortable life, or in other words, having time to do as they wish rather than fret about money. So first we'll hear from Barnaby Rydell, PhD and Chief Strategist from Rydell Strategy, to get his thoughts on this fascinating topic. His extensive research into this realm has shed some very interesting light on the social behavior aspect of financial planning. Then we'll sit down with Rosemary Caligiuri of United Capital to tie this emotional philosophy into the professional advice industry. Let's get started with Barnaby. And Barnaby, maybe to get started, could you just tell us a bit about yourself and your background? Sure, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, delighted to be on the podcast. Love what you guys do. My background's actually in social sciences. I have an academic degree from the University of Chicago, a PhD in psychology and anthropology, where at that time I was asking big questions about the meaning of life and what it means to flourish and live well. So more on that side of positive psychology, not just looking at what makes us ill, but what makes us strong, what makes us able to live good lives. And how do people answer those questions differently across different cultural contexts? I got my PhD at the University of Chicago, and then I taught there for several years in the Division of the Social Sciences. So how does one go from social sciences to financial services? Are these sort of opposite ends of the earth, it seems? You know, it's funny. The University of Chicago is well known for its behavioral finance lineage. And when I was actually a student there, I always felt like there was an opportunity for those realms of social science to speak into financial services and financial life experience. And what I'm talking about is personality psychology, sociology, anthropology. But if behavioral finance is true, which is that we aren't entirely rational when, when it comes to money, then all of the other social sciences uh, have a seat at the table. Rydell strategies to bring all of those other social sciences to the table when it comes to financial services. So you got connected with United Capital. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about the work that you were doing with them. Yeah, so I'll just briefly describe FinLife. FinLife is a set of tools and practical experiences that clients can be led through by an advisor in a very disciplined way to help them think more deeply about how their financial lives link up with all of their life concerns. Fin life is really finances and life and that intersection where they come together. And United Capital has really developed a kind of science of brokering those two aspects and making sure that they're coming together in an ideal or optimal way. When we were introduced to Joe Duran, the CEO, founder of United Capital, and he heard a little bit about our background as anthropologists and kind of applied social scientists in the financial space that do out-of-the-box methods, qualitative research, you know, he got really excited. And so what we did is we agreed, like, let's look at this question differently than anybody else has. Let's ask the, the big question, which of course is not just what are the important things about people's financial lives, but what's the meaning of a financial life? We basically talked to couples around the country and we had them share their financial life story in a completely open-ended way. All we did was ask them to structure it according to chapters. Tell me about your financial life. What is chapter one? And then once we had the chapter breakdown, we asked three very simple questions of each chapter. What was the high point? What was the low point? And what was the turning point? 
And by the end of the research study, we had an incredible amount of data, great insight into what's really driving people's financial lives. And we found it was completely different from the way the industry was speaking. So I want to come back to those turning points in, in just a moment. But continuing on this current thought, when you did that research, what was your sort of your going in assumption? And what was the pre-existing model that you were testing? And what did you find? Awesome question, Mark. We went in with the assumption that was the reigning industry assumption, and all financial advisors are familiar with it. It's basically a, a line chart that plots the accumulation of money over time, because that's ultimately what kind of a financial life is about, right? Accumulating money over time. We show that it's broken down into predictable stages. There's the accumulation phase on the left-hand side of the graph, the kind of preparation stage in the middle where you're kind of thinking about retirement, saving and investing. And what we found, I'll just summarize the results, is the exact opposite. Financial advisors, I think, also know this. When we asked people to tell us their financial life story, they told us 93% actually shared their entire life story. So financial life isn't about money. It's about life. It's, it's, you cannot separate those two things. In terms of life passing through predictable stages, we all know that's not true. We start things, but they don't continue. They fail. We have to, you know, reverse course. That's the nature of life. And another thing we found is that life involves trade-offs, right? So you can't have it all, even though a lot of financial marketing will tell you that um, 83% of people's lives involve the trade-off of one kind or another. You know, do I send my kid to private school or public school? Do I enjoy the security of a salary? and keep working for the man? Or do I go off on my own and experience something a little more unpredictable, but, but maybe with more upside? Do I take out a line of credit to furnish the new house? Or do I wait till I've saved enough money to buy what I want responsibly? So we think of turning points as key intersections, key decisions, a fork in the road, which we all meet at our life at some point. Yeah. So those turning points were really crucial to people's financial lives. It's now something that United Capital makes a lot of importance about. And I'll just say, lastly, it's, it's people who are able to navigate those turning points in line with their values, in line with who they wanted to be, that ended up living better lives. It wasn't those who had more money were happier. It was those who made decisions in line with their values, who navigated those trading points in ways that were consistent with the people that they wanted to be that ended up better off with some great stories to that effect. So to that end, where does an advisor jump in to help in those turning points as we face those complex decisions? I think in general, a good rule of thumb is if your client is calling you, they're probably at some kind of turning point. I think Turning points call forth questions that we often look for advice in, whether we call a friend or a family member, or if we're lucky enough to have a financial advisor, we could call a financial advisor. I think advisors, if they can know that when their phone rings, they should be framing that conversation as a turning point where they're going to try to help their client go either left or right. The only way you can help navigate a client in the right direction is by having had a conversation about the values that matter most to them. Because look, we're all human. We can know our values. Those are enduring aspects of people over time. But in any given moment, we can lose sight of them. And I think more and more, it's the role of advisors to be guardians of their clients' values and help them tie themselves to the mass of the things that, that matter most to them. That's what you do as an advisor 
when you're having a conversation about a turning point, you're reminding clients, what do you value most? Is it really more money or is it more family time, right? Is it really about the house or is it about the time that you get to spend in the house with your family? Is it about how much money you make or the value of the work that you do as a school teacher? So just knowing those things and, and helping clients navigate those is really what over time will, will help them live richer, better lives. Fascinating insights. Barnaby Rydell, thanks so much for joining us on FinPoint. Thanks for having me. All right. So we've explored how taking a social sciences approach helped uncover new learnings about how advisors create deeper levels of client relationships and, in turn, create a whole new level of value. So now let's bring in Rosemary Caligiuri from United Capital to discuss how she and her team are applying this philosophy to their everyday approach to wealth management. Rosemary, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. So you've got a fascinating story. Before you entered financial services, you started your career as a nurse. Tell us a little bit about that. And, you know, what parallels did you see between the caregiving and financial services industry? Well, I started in nursing many, many years ago, and I actually loved nursing. I never thought I would leave nursing. And I backed into the financial planning industry because of my patients. I was working in high-risk obstetrics, and my patients would have challenges with their births of their babies or things were happening, and they would ask me financial questions. And I seriously didn't know how to answer those questions. I knew about their kidney and their livers and their hearts, but I didn't know anything about finances. I figured a good nurse is to alleviate fears and to be an advocate for the patient. So I figured, let me try and find out some financial answers for them. And one thing led to another. And I realized that many people didn't understand anything about financial planning. And I was fascinated by it. And I went back to school and I became a financial advisor. Was there something specific about United Capital's philosophy that attracted you to join them in 2015? Well, absolutely. Well, before I joined United Capital, I had my own firm for about 25, 26 years. And I loved being an independent advisor with a team of people around me. I trained and mentored my staff. And I absolutely also wanted to be part of a greater whole with a company that actually had the same like mind that I did to do no harm and to make a difference. And that led me to United Capital. So this concept of helping people, it seems like it's always been, you know, an important priority for you. What sparked this interest and how do you and your team get to that level of personability with your clients? Well, we get to the personability by really getting to know our clients. I really think I'm a born caregiver. Empathy runs through my veins and I'm really trained in information gathering. You know, in medicine, it was called taking an intake history where you really have to listen more than you talk, you know, and that's really hard to duplicate that skill. United Capital truly uh, gave us uh, uh, tools, uh, FinLife Toolkit, uh, which is about honest conversation. How do we actually feel about money? What drives us to think about do we spend more than we save or are we such a protective saver. And these tools truly help my team incorporate these skills to their information gathering that I did innately. It really just helped duplicate that skill set for them and really talk to the clients in a much more meaningful manner. 
So just a bit earlier, we heard from Barnaby Rydell, um, and his research has showed that life is a series of trade-offs. Well, we think of these as turning points um, and actually a great opportunity for advisor to hone in on how they can help their clients. How have you experienced this during your time at United Capital, and what have you learned from it? We have truly become that, quote, trusted advisor that everybody really desires to be. We've become that part of their clients' families. They expect us to be there for them and help them navigate everything. Boy, that probably never gets old, does it? It never gets old, ever, ever. So maybe just a reminder for all of our listeners, let's do a we are here. So we're in the third layer of the advice value stack, achieving peace of mind. For advisors, this means delivering on the preliminary emotional foundation of the value stack. There's a lot of entry points that an advisor can get into to help a client achieve peace of mind. What would you say is the most crucial takeaway for advisors? For advisors, we absolutely have to care more about the person and their journey. Every journey is so different. Every person is so different. We have to care more about them than the money they're going to ask us to manage. Having empathy and listening skills, that's going to unlock what is truly important to that client, that family, that organization you're working with. And from there, we can really help them explore and evaluate all of the possible solutions and the trade-offs that they're looking to problem solve with. They don't have that capacity many a time to be that objective on their own situation. We as advisors, we have to come to them with that empathy and be objective with them and for them so then they can have peace of mind and know that they've made the best possible decision for themselves and their family. Well, Rosemary, you've had an incredible journey yourself, and and you're helping clients on their lifelong journeys as well. Thanks so much for your time. It's fascinating, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Well, that's our show for today, which means we're nearing the top of the new advice value stack. So join us next time when we discuss the final tier of our value-seeking journey, fulfillment where my guests and I will explore the meanings of accomplishing life's purpose and leaving a legacy that works for you and your future generations. Until then, take care. I'm Mark Squires, and as always, thanks so much for listening. The client experience expressed in this podcast is no guarantee of future success and may not be representative of the experience of other Fidelity clients. Information provided in this document is for informational and educational purposes only. To the extent any investment information in this material is deemed to be a recommendation, it is not meant to be impartial investment advice or advice in a fiduciary capacity and is not intended to be used as a primary basis for you or your client's investment decisions. Fidelity and its representatives may have a conflict of interest in the products or services mentioned in this material because they have a financial interest in them and receive compensation directly or indirectly in connection with the management, distribution, and or servicing of these products or services, including Fidelity funds, certain third-party funds and products, and certain investment services. Views expressed are through January 10th, 2019, and do not necessarily represent the views of Fidelity. Views are subject to change at any time based upon market or other conditions, and Fidelity disclaims any responsibility to update such views. Third-party references herein are independent companies and are not affiliated with Fidelity Investments. Listing them does not suggest a recommendation or endorsement by Fidelity Investments. Fidelity Clearing and Custody Solutions provides clearing, custody, 
and other brokerage services through National Financial Services, LLC, or Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Members NYSE, SIPC, 200 Seaport Boulevard, Z2B1, Boston, Massachusetts, 02210. Content from Fidelity Institutional Asset Management, FIAM, FIAM, is provided by Fidelity Investments Institutional Services Company, Inc., 500 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917. Copyright 2019, FMR, LLC. All rights reserved. 862-162.1.0.